Hello, and welcome to the ArborPod Detective Dendro series. Today's guest is Claudia Colioni in the case of the Defiant Ficus. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. As I slowly savored my piece of Brazilian cheese bread, also known as Pau de Queijo, I wondered if Coded and I could stay a bit longer in Belo Horizonte, the capital of Minas Gerais. Don't get me wrong, I'm always keen to solving our arboriculture cases as thoroughly and rapidly as possible. But the combination of amazing local food and tasty coffee, or should I say, cafezinho from now on, has somehow made this case that much more interesting. Come on, Dendro, we still got a whole block to go, Coded said, slightly more uptight than usual, wisely reminding me of the task at hand. Addressing the problem of leaf dropping, shedding, and defoliation of several ficus microcarpa individuals, some of them even as old as a hundred years. Righto, Codet. Make sure you grab some extra bottles of water to handle the heat outside, I answered, smiling at the fact that our field work was all set in tropical weather this time. Hola, Dendro and Codet, a voice called from behind me. Are you guys ready to see the last row of affected ficus trees in the south-central region? It was Mr. Mendez, a utility arborist in Belo Horizonte, who had been explaining the whole ficus situation during our fieldwork. Absolutely, sir. I've been researching about the ficus myself, and I find it really intriguing that you can see yellowish or greenish leaves in the same tree. And some of the leaves have already fallen. Those trees are really going through a lot of stress. It seems to me you've observed quite a lot in the past few hours, Codet, I said, quickly turning my eyes to the challenge ahead of us. Some ficus trees had dying branches, imposing serious impairment of tree health and stability. More importantly, ficus microcarpa, which is an exotic species native to the Asia-Pacific region, is commonly used for tree planting in many Brazilian cities. This inevitably leads to a greater concern about the urban forest health and sustainability in the long run which was the main reason why I felt Coded and I should personally take a closer look at this case in Belo Horizonte. This is definitely not the kind of streetscape I'd like to show you guys, Mr. Mendez said as our walk of the area began. He pointed out some dead branches on live trees and even some dead ficus trees in the area. We have been removing dead branches that represent high risks, especially in areas of pedestrian traffic and at the intersection of busy streets. It's hard to believe these trees were once so leafy. That seems about right, I observed. In assessing and managing trees, city arborists need to balance out the risk that a tree poses and the benefits people and communities derive from those trees. Back to the tree inspection and assessment principle, failure occurs when stress exceeds strength. I couldn't help but notice another curious thing, Mr. Mendez. This tree over here, it says, Fica Ficus. What does that mean exactly? Oh, sorry, I didn't mention that earlier. It stands for Stay Ficus, which is a community movement here in the city. People joined the movement to advocate for the maintenance of ficus trees so that the individuals wouldn't be removed. Wow, so you've got a pretty active community here, eh? Coded asked, clearly impressed that the citizen movement had a great concern about the health of the urban forest. No doubt about it, which is good because... People started valuing the importance of a standing healthy tree. But it also pushes us to further deliver a sound answer to this challenging ficus problem. Mr. Mendez looked to me, awaiting my advice. Before voicing my opinion to Mr. Mendez, my attention drifted across the street to another row of ficus trees. It was evident the city had relied heavily on this species for landscaping, which does not prove to be ideal to this particular setting. 
Ficus genus are well known for their wide-ranging roots, and concreted sidewalks can only take so much. Despite the limited space for ficus roots under the pavement, the problem did not appear to be related to the soil type and volume for the tree's growth and longevity. There were some ficus that still looked healthy, with many greenish leaves. These facts reminded me of a similar case I had with Codet in Florida, U.S., a few years ago when I spotted dying branches and leaf dropping in ficus benjamina individuals. It had to be an external agent. Mr. Mendez, I began. After taking a careful look around, I see that some of the ficus trees are still healthy, and the soil conditions appear to be just fine. And just like Codet realized earlier, even in the same tree, you can spot some yellowish leaves. I wanted to take a closer look at them. Would you happen to have some leaf samples I can examine? Absolutely, Dendro. I will have some samples ready for you, Mr. Mendez answered, indicating his climbing gear was nearby. If needed, we can run a lab analysis on these samples, too. I really appreciate that, I replied, taking a sip of my still-warm cafezinho. I think we'll be lucky enough to spot the answer right here with our samples. Of course, Coded also put on his climbing gear, so he could help Mr. Mendez collect the samples. And from the top of the ficus, I could hear Coded shouting, Dendro, you were right! I guess the answer is right here in these leaves. Great to hear that, Coded. Can you tell me which external agent it is? I questioned, testing Coded's memory of our previous fieldwork. Uh, not really. But Mr. Mendez and I are coming down in a minute, and you can have a look at these flies or bugs. Why do I always have to end up finding bugs? Codet, if anything, is not fond of insects. Here, Dendro, have a look at these samples. I took a closer look with my magnifying glass. Oh, they are Singelia simplex, popularly known as fig whitefly. Codet, do you remember them from our fieldwork in Florida a few years ago? Oh, gosh. I should have recognized them. This pest feeds on ficus shrubs and trees, defoliating them. I wouldn't imagine we would see a similar case years later and in another country. So now I understand why some of the leaves were yellow rather than green. The fig whiteflies extract important nutrients from the trees, turning the leaves yellow and causing the continuous defoliation, which may even lead to tree death. Precisely, I said. The fig whitefly stays in the back of the leaf, sucking the plant's sap, which may lead to wilting, yellowing, and leaf drop. In warmer climates, the life cycle of the fig whitefly may last up to 28 days, and the adult's size varies from 0.8 millimeters to 1.2 millimeters. Codet scratched his chin. Dendro, I just recalled another fact from pest infestations in ficus trees. Even in natural environmental conditions, ficus microcarpa can be attacked by several other pests and diseases, such as cochineals, mites, nematodes, and fungi. Exactly. Which makes me jump to another conclusion. We should always strive to strike a balance of diverse trees in the urban forest, so that we may have more resilient trees when faced with pests and infestations. Agreed. Not to mention that some of these ficus microcarpa individuals are clones, which reduces the genetic variability and increases the species' susceptibility to the attack of the fee whitefly. But Dendro, Mr. Mendez paused, I'm still unsure about what solution I should give to the city of Belo Horizonte and to the Stay Ficus movement. 
I walked calmly toward the nearest ficus, just imagining how challenging it would be to reverse this situation. Mr. Mendez, to be quite honest, there is no one-size-fits-all solution. You and your urban forest team have been doing a good job of removing the dying branches and leaves, especially when there's some kind of risk involved. But you should also pay a careful attention to the fallen leaves, because that's where the immature fig whiteflies will be hosted. In addition, there are the silicate fertilizations, which can promote resistance to the attack of insects and diseases in the affected ficus individuals. You could also consider the natural predators of fig whiteflies for a long-term control. I once read a scientific article that pointed out some natural enemies, such as uh, ladybird beetle predators and lacewings. Ironically, as a not-so-fond-of-insects guy, I've read some pretty good books on insects and biological control. That's great advice, guys. I should also get in touch with other states in Brazil, because ficus trees are so widely used in urban landscapes. I will also carry on some research on the biology and behavior of Singiela simplex to promote better control in urban areas. And, oh, by the way, we have a scheduled meeting with the state ficus movement early this evening. Would you guys like to join me on this task? Pondequejo and Cafezinho are guaranteed. Sounds like a plan, Mr. Mendez, I said, smiling. I wouldn't mind staying a bit longer at all. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ArborPod Detective Dendro series. You can earn CEUs for this podcast. Just log in at the ISA store, click on online CEU quizzes, and find the Detective Dendro quizzes. Stay tuned for the next ones. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. 